1: The McRib you get today could be your last McRib ever. What do you do?
2: Write about it? Meme about it? Or do you simply enjoy every saucy, tangy bite? Decide during the McRib Farewell Tour. Now at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app. At participating McDonald's. App download and registration required.
0: This episode of the Blessed Embossed Up podcast is brought to you by God is my CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I am so excited about this journal because it is the first ever prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. God gave me this idea a little over a month ago for me to create this journal for business owners. And I am just amazed with the response that has gotten thus far, the people who've been able to pre-order it and download, the the virtual digital version um, and get started with growing that relationship with God and allowing God to be the CEO of their business. This journal is amazing because it has a space for you to surrender your business to God. Uh, It has a space for you to write down your million dollar ideas that God is going to give you as you grow in your relationship with him. It has a place for you to write down your answered prayers so that you can constantly be reminded that if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's a page, there's a section called I Feel But I Know. In that section, it allows you to navigate the difficult feelings and sometimes just the very personal feelings of being an entrepreneur and relate that to what the scripture says so that you can be encouraged in those not so sexy parts of entrepreneurship. There's also a section for sermon notes. So, if you guys are like me and you watch a lot of sermons online or if you just attend church, there's a section for you to take notes in there as well. And then, of course, there are the journaling pages. So, there's there's a morning and evening section for you to journal and spend time with God every single day. So I'm so excited about this journal. I've been getting such amazing responses from everyone who's pre-ordered already and been able to utilize the digital version. So make sure you go to www.blessedembossedup.com so that you can pre-order yours today. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I am super excited about today's episode (laughs) because I am here with Chris Daniel. As you guys, uh, you might remember, um, a few episodes ago, I went to Charlotte for an event called Take Control, and it was an entrepreneur's event. It was put on by Eric Thomas's organization, ETA. And while I'm a huge fan of Eric Thomas, I was a lot more interested in the other people that were going to be there (laughs) because even though he may be the face, like there's a lot of background people that we may not see that just contributes to the machine. So I was just more so interested in like the other people who make the brand and the person so excellent. Um, And of course, one of those people was Chris Daniel. And so you talked a lot about the um, animal assessment that you came up (laughs) with. And I was so excited about it. It's funny because when I was there, you kind of briefly went over each animal and I couldn't really figure out which one I fit into. So I identified (laughs) with the turtle because the turtle is efficient. Yeah. But then we kept talking about slow. I'm like, well, I'm not slow either. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to pick one for the sake of this. (laughs) But (laughs) but I'm going to take it so that I can see. And so um, as soon as we left, I literally just like, I ain't stopped to talk network, none of that. I like ran up to my room (laughs) and I was like, I need to get this because I have to figure this out. And so I realized that I was a gorilla. So that was interesting. And something that you said that really stuck out to me there was um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't change who you are. Mm. And so that was big for me because a lot of times because I have all of these cert- these qualities that other people may not identify with, I always felt like I had to adjust or change certain things yes. and it would just be like an internal battle mm-hmm. in a way. And so when you said that, it kind of freed me from that but then it also made me excited to go take the assessment to kind of analyze who I am and what that means for other people.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, so we're going to get into that a little bit later. <laughs> but in in your talk or your session before you got into the animal assessment, you really told your story. Yeah. And a part of uh, a theme of your story was change the way that you change the story you tell yourself. Yeah. And so I thought that was that was really major. So I want you to start by just telling us your story.
2: Yeah. So I always tell people I like to represent, um, you know, the kids from rural areas uh, who make it, but who make it in a whole different kind of way. Right. So Uh, I'm from Thomaston, Georgia. Most people have never heard of Thomaston. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably about eight 9,000 people total. Mm-hmm. No mall, just a super Walmart.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, so it's Country one of those kind of, yeah, it's one of those. It's <laughs> about an hour
2: south of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, born and raised. Um, great background to be from. Huge family. My grandparents had 11 kids. So, oh, I mean, wow. That's awesome. Huge family. Uh, my nuclear family, um, just my mom um, and then I'm the oldest and I got two younger sisters. So Mm -hmm. pretty small nuclear family, but grew up single mom. I saw my mom struggle, always had two, three jobs Mm -hmm. um, just to provide. And I took a lot of that. And literally before I knew it, I had taken a lot of that on. So I just in college, I had two jobs. And when I graduated Mm -hmm. and moved, I was making decent money with the government. But then I had another job. And I'm like, I just found myself taking a lot of those things on, which Mm -hmm. isn't a bad thing. But I didn't know who I was. Yeah. And so when we get to the assessment, that's where a lot of that came from, like really figuring out what authenticity meant Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And then once I realized, oh, this is a whole different like I know a lot of people who don't know that about themselves. Yeah. Because I hear them. And I see them doing stuff that they really don't like to do. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the basis. But yeah, um, humble beginnings. Um, We definitely weren't rich by far. I was the first in my family to go to college. Um, Went to Georgia Southern. Um, My girlfriend got pregnant in high school. Uh, So at 17, like, babies here.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, made the decision to still go to college. And that was hard in itself because that meant leaving to go three hours away to go to school and mm-hmm. coming back home every other weekend and mm-hmm. trying to help out or be some semblance of that. Mm-hmm. Um Graduated college, I was on the four-and-a-half-year plan, um, <laughs> and, and literally, so after freshman year, I was the kid that said college ain't for me. Now, this is coming from <laughs> A's and B's all through school. Yeah. <laughs> One year of college, like, I ain't going back. Why? A um, couple of things happened that freshman year. I got checked. <laughs> like. Okay, what's that mean? Got my first D in that oh, history class, mm-hmm. and it was like, yeah, you ain't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You better come to class and do your work or else like (laughs) thought you was too smart. thought I was too smart. Mm -hmm. And so literally like I got cool Mm -hmm. and I just literally went going, and I got that first D and I was like, "Eh." and then I got a C and I was like, okay, all right. So I'm done with college. So I went home for the summer and uh, I worked at the mill and I was driving forklift. And them That's little four country. or five hundred dollars a week,
1: they <laughs> were looking real good. Oh yeah.
2: I like when I say, I'm from red dirt, like, no question about it. Um and I was driving a forklift, man, and I was working with dudes who went to school with my parents, right? Like, my dad and my mom, who they knew him. They were mm-hmm. like, man, what are you doing here? Like you too mm-hmm. smart to be. And I'm like, ah, I'ma just drive my box Chevy and I'ma buy me a little crib and I'm good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat out for one semester. It was winter semester um 97. And um, my birthday is New Year's Day So about a month before my birthday um, My mom came to me and she said So Here's the deal Yeah, just open the door. She said here's the deal <clears throat> It can't be two grown people in this house. So I ain't saying you got to go back to school, but you just got to find a place to stay because you can't, that that ain't going to work. Yeah. And uh, every time I talk to my boys, it was like they were having the best time in school. (laughs) So I literally, man, uh, turned my FAFSA in late, Mm -hmm. but they found a space for me. So I went back, didn't have nowhere to live or anything, but I went back that January. And this is where I hooked up with, I still call him my brother to the day. Um, His brother was, he got locked up on some petty stuff and a room opened up.
1: Mm. So
2: I lived with him and that's, I just, I went back to school and I graduated four years later. That's awesome. Um, So yeah, that was the first hurdle. So graduated four years later. And here's the funny thing. So I didn't meet my dad till I was like 13. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came to my college graduation. And I'm sitting there with this epiphany like, OK, so get this straight. So I don't really know you, <laughs> but you pop didn't tell me you were coming, but you pop up and it's cool. It's whatever. Like but now, the I'm, you know, right. <laughs> and it's and it's this situation where I had been interviewing before I graduated. I had already been offered a job in D.C., um, Chicago was kind of on the fence with bringing me to a company in Chicago, and I kind of wanted to stay around Atlanta because that's where my base was. And I, but I interviewed in Atlanta, and they talk about thirty-eight thousand. I'm like, dude, I ain't go to college for thirty-eight thousand. Right, I'm sorry. right. So um, I moved here in 2001, and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. Um, worked for the government ten years, almost ten years. And what's funny is my the last half of government. My government career, my job, um, I was a director of training. So my job was to hire consultants, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And I would just watch their swag. Like, (laughs) yo, like, like they come in like real sweet with the Jaguar and the suit, Mm -hmm. and they work for an hour or two and go right back home. And go right back home Mm -hmm. after they get a nice (laughs) dinner at the wharf, right? (laughs) But I'm signing a check that says $16,000. I'm like, for two hours, though? Mm hmm. It only took me a couple times to realize I was on the wrong side of the table. Right. But I think when we talk about authenticity, like I really enjoyed doing what they did more so mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. So I put the money to the side and asked myself, like, could I do that? And not to pull the race car, but none of the consultants look like me that we hired. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm observing, like, okay, whatever. It took him to get there. I want to know how he be, he became a consultant. How did he get a job with the Lord or PWC or whoever they were working for? And why aren't there more people that look like me? That's the real question. Mm-hmm. And so 2010, I left government, 115 grand a year. Mm-hmm. I walked away from it because I knew what we were paying them. And I'm like, if I can even make half of what we pay them, I'll be straight.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's what I did, man. Um, of course, got married. Um In two thousand and six, bought a couple of homes, did all the stuff everybody do, bought some cars, Mm -hmm. and um, it all fell apart. Went through uh, a divorce five years ago now, almost five years ago, uh, and then lost a son in the middle of that. So,
1: wow,
2: yeah, yeah, homeless, all of that, just. Yeah
0: So, But don't gloss over that Because so, yeah. a lot of people They go through things Like yeah. our stories May be different But we yeah. all go through things So what were those moments like You yeah. just left this this yeah. Six figure position And then life yeah. happens When you're thinking That life Absolutely. is about to take it's off It's
2: about to take off Right And so you know I didn't leave haphazardly Of course my thin wife I had a long conversation For months about it Right Planned it out This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do I started the business Before I left government Okay Um, I left government with an Offer from a consulting firm, so that's why I left. Okay, right, gotcha. So I knew I wasn't going cold turkey. It was like, all right, I got a little cushion. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get this leave check. They're gonna cut me for 300 hours of leave, so that'll be some spending yeah. money. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, you know, within two or three weeks or a month, I'll have a check from them that'll keep it going until I figure out how to completely fly solo. Right. And so that happened in 2010. And then, man, like you said, like the bottom fell out. Like mm-hmm. I went. I worked for them for about six months. And the CEO came to me and she said, I've seen your type. And I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, you won't be with us long. I'm like, what do I do now? I just started. (laughs) And um, she's like, no, no, no. It's a good thing. Like you have this entrepreneurial thing and we want to help you foster it. Wow. So what can we do? So at that time, I said, well, y'all got these assessments over here. That I really like, like, can you train me really how to do it? So that's where I really got my first training with that gotcha. disc assessment stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still wasn't sexy at the time. It was mm-hmm. just like, okay, these disc assessments, like whatever. Yeah. Everybody got a disc assessment, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I sat on it for two years. I didn't, I didn't even touch it. And, um, you know, the first formative years of my business, I was trying to get every little contract around just to bring money in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And my wife got pregnant So now we gotta I, That little $1,500 a month On that little one contract It ain't enough mm-hmm. um, So I took a job With a firm in Annapolis um, They had contracted me out To do some stuff at Morgan State Now meanwhile I went to Morgan Gay. Yeah, shout out, so to they Morgan. My, shout out to Morgan Shout out to Morgan Look I, Beautiful things they're doing With the campus up there Oh yeah uh, I know the president nice. His whole cabinet They my people mm-hmm. So Went up there, and the very first time I did the animals, I did it with Morgan State. Okay. That was probably 2012, maybe. I was a student at that time. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm a consultant on campus uh-huh. while you're a student. <laughs> That's um, And so we kind of, so the firm was a white-owned firm who had just won a $200,000 contract at a black university. So, <laughs> so they had to
0: send a black guy. So, <laughs> they had to. I'm the token dude. <laughs> for the culture, right to for the culture. For the culture.
2: So I go and smash it. Like I, it turned into a, a one month, turned into a three month, turned into wow. a six month contract wow. at Morgan. Morgan went so well that the firm offered me a paid position. Wow. Now, here's where I am. Got a one year old. Was living in Waldorf. Doing that commute to Baltimore three Jesus. times a week. Okay. It's a good two hours. Money was sweet, maybe mm-hmm. six grand a month, mm-hmm. more than I was making mm-hmm. in my on my own. Okay. On this little contract. It was only three days a week. Still had two days to build my business and my brand.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, still had one or two clients outside of Morgan. So life was decent. Um my wife still didn't know kind of Like, what do you do all day? And I'm like, this is all the stuff. She's like, yeah, that don't look like work, right? She worked in the government at the time.
0: Gotcha. Okay,
2: so now I'm at I'm in this place where they put 75 grand on the table. The wife then saying, take the money. I'm like, as a job, as a job, full time Mm -hmm. employee. Okay, with travel, like travel's not optional. Mm -hmm. You have to travel with a one year old. With this fledgling business over here. Mm -hmm. All right. So me, like any red blooded man, I took the job. I took the money. Mm -hmm. But I knew, honestly, when I took the money, my marriage was going to be done. I knew when I signed it, it was a wrap. How did you know that? Because you tell me what woman wants to be three weeks a month along with a one year old and you're married. Yeah. I knew I knew when I signed it, like, okay. Mm hmm. This ain't going to last long. And literally six months after that, we separated. Wow. Yep. Um,
0: well, then what made you do it then? Like, were you at a crossroad of it's between my marriage
2: yeah, good and a
0: job? Like, ah, that's a good question. If you knew that already, why? So,
2: so, you know, as a husband, you do what's best for the family, right? So what's best is a consistent paycheck, right? Knowing that Internally, it was gonna be that it's gonna eat away at me and eat away at me and eat away until I figure out how to replace that income. Mm -hmm. So I went into it like, okay, I'm gonna do it for six. I'm gonna figure it out. Like, Mm -hmm. the money gonna be good and I'm gonna still do my little stuff on the weekend over here until I can make the money difference, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And then I came home from Miami on a business trip Mm -hmm. and it was like, yeah, I can't do this no more. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I,
0: you said, But still, though, you can't say that it's to it's to help the family. If you knew the family was going to be broken up by that, how does that help the family? So what do
2: you do? Do you say I ain't gonna take? It's a real tough tough one, one, right? Yeah. And and again, so as the provider, you Mm -hmm. provide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just it literally six months later, like May June, like it was a wrap. Wow. So we separated. So now I move out. And God is good because in the middle of it. So I'm doing all this traveling. Right. And I'm racking up hotel points. So Mm -hmm. I'm homeless, but I'm using the points to stay in hotels. Wow. So now I'm paying mortgage here. I'm paying rent at a hotel. Mm -hmm. So that's my entire check. Yeah. And I'm staying on points. Hmm. So essentially, I'm homeless, mm-hmm. staying on points, really eating when I travel mm-hmm. on my per diem,
1: right, on that good per <laughs> diem,
2: uh-huh. trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, God, I did what you said. I did what you told me to do. Like,
0: Did you seek right. God in any of those Man, let moments? let me tell you
2: something. Before I left government... I would literally close my door in my office and pray, like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you don't want me. The money is fine, but I'm past that. Like, mm-hmm. show me where you want me to be. Then boom, my phone ring, the consulting firm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Then I'm in my home office in the third bedroom. Like, okay, God, like what you said, I ain't supposed to be broke. You told me to do this. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he was sending like provision would come. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I've, Man, I worked with some amazing small companies that fueled my home and my business. I've had some decent contracts that took care of stuff. Um, I always tell people, yeah, I was broke, but I bought and paid for my first car when I was going through all this. Right. Right. So... Provision was always made, but then you do. You got to look at yourself and like, okay, how am I contributing to this foolishness? Like Mm -hmm. for real.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And the fact that a matter and real raw talk is, yo, I was about to get divorced. Mm -hmm. Like I was going through like you left this stupid money this corner office, this staff of 22 people. And I left on great terms at yeah. any point. I probably could have called and got my job back. Mm-hmm. And every time I tried, he blocked it. Mm-hmm. I kid you. Like mm-hmm. I picked up the phone. Like, yo, <laughs> Davida. Um, so yeah, I know y'all ain't feel that position yet. Cause I see it on the website. Like what's mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And every time he would drop another contract. Mm -hmm. Or people would see me And they'd be like Yo you need to come back Like it's jacked up without you And then I'd be like Okay here's my updated resume Like make it happen And then something else uh, The government going to furlough I'm like
1: Right Okay Mm -hmm. Like
2: you know what I'm saying So Mm -hmm. But through all that Like so I turned to writing So I wrote my first book And all of that Consulting genes man And I was staying in extended stay I kid you not And I got that call about 5.31 Wednesday afternoon from a publishing company saying, we got it. Our executive team loves it. We want to offer you a publishing deal. (laughs) So it was always these little, when you get to that point, like, okay, I'm going to give you just a little bit more to keep going kind Mm -hmm, of situation.
1: mm
2: -hmm. And man, I'll never forget. That's not the book bag, but I I still had a book bag. If you've ever been at extended stay, you know, in the morning they give you these little snacks, right? So you got these little (laughs) little granola bars and little stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. I would pack my bag full because I didn't know where I was going to eat later. Mm -hmm. And man, mind you, with a two-year-old and all of this, Mm -hmm. right? So I still got, um, I still got to pick him up a few times a week, give his mom a break. Like we went through counseling and tried to make it work, but it just, it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, I respect her. I thank her for being a good mom. I get it. Like, I probably push the limits. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurship is not for the weak stomach people, man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because outside of business stuff, you still got to deal with this stuff. Yeah. And I tell anybody, wherever you lay your head at night, you just want to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't peaceful for okay. either of us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the so. So that's the context of it. Now, mind you, let me let me give you some perspective. All this is going on. Mind you, my girlfriend's pregnant at 17. So
0: yeah,
2: other son in Georgia who came up every summer Mm -hmm. getting ready to graduate high school. So now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, I'm 34, 35 years old. Okay. Great relationship. We talked all the time. I Mm -hmm. went down there all the time. He came up here all the time. Great relationship. He's graduating high school, did the college tour around here. And um, I don't know if I want to go to college. What do you mean? You're a black man. You going to college. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's for me. Good kid. Never had any issues. All right. You got a year. All right. You stay with your mom six months. If you can't figure it out, you move with me and oh, we're going to get you right. <laughs> Either you're going to work or you're going to like whatever. So I had it mapped out. He's gonna be my little junior project manager, he's gonna be my delivery, <laughs> right. you know. He got his it job right
0: mapped is. out, right? <laughs> yeah. Plus, I
2: had a couple of buddies up here that gave him jobs when he came during the summer. Mm-hmm. Barbershop, shoe shop. I'm like, oh, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up joining the military on his own. No push from me or mom, just he, that's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Super proud of him. He went through, he graduated, he got in, he did all his thing. He was um, stationed in Denver, um, near Colorado Springs, and uh, he was set to be deployed that February, uh, 2015. So I flew down to Atlanta before he flew out. Uh, we chopped it up at the Waffle House, and uh, he literally was heading to the airport when I got there. And um, he went over to Camp Bury. And he was over there for a while, and we talked in May of 2015. I'll never forget. Last conversation we had, uh, NBA Finals. He's like, Dad, I got um, Golden State. No, what say? I, I got Golden State in six. And I was like, Yeah, I got Cleveland in seven. So that was the last conversation we had. Golden mm-hmm. State won in six, though. But I never talked to him again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Three days after that conversation, I got a knock at the door. Now, so you look out the peephole. So... I skipped that. I had finally got on my feet financially. I had my own apartment now. I was living mm-hmm. in Crofton.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, had picked my son Jackson up. He was three at the time. So Friday, I just got home, um, getting the bath water ran for Jackson. <coughs> get the knock at the door. And uh, I'm sorry, this is the extended version of the story. No,
0: it's fine. It's stuff
2: you can't tell in an hour. Yeah,
0: right. right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so I get the knock at the door, I look at the peephole, I see two military officers, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they're recruiting. They <laughs> they got the wrong apartment. That's the first thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So they knock again. I open the door, and they ask, are you Christopher Daniel? I said, yeah. And they said, maybe come in. I'm like, what's this matter about? And they're like, um, do you know Montarius? Daniel. And I said, yeah. He said, maybe we come in. And I was like, what's this about? And when he took his hat off, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. what happened? Mm -hmm. Because I just talked to him two days ago. So is he hurt? Is he okay? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when they say we regret to inform, oh my god. Like I I did, I only remember what he said after that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so mind you, a three year old, daddy, you okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Two military officers standing in my apartment saying, is there anybody you can call? Is there anything we can do? I'm
1: just getting back on my feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And boom, that blow mm-hmm. happened.
1: Mm-hmm. A
2: year before that, divorce was final. So, so it it was all of that. And literally in that moment, um, I just had a decision to make. Like, okay, I think everybody, and I say this at the conference, I think everybody... Would have been okay if I just would have checked out. Yeah. With everything that happened, I think because everybody would have understood. Yeah. That, okay, look, dude, you yeah. got a lot. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And I did check out for a few months.
0: Yeah, you got to agree.
2: Um, but about a week after that visit, I had just re-signed the contract with that consulting firm I was with to actually go from employee to consultant. Mm-hmm. So, again, it was all coming together. Sorry. <laughs> so it was all coming together, man. And, um, you know, what do you do? It's like.
1: Yeah.
2: I can't take no more. Like, what? Like. <laughs> like, God, what's up? What? Like, For real. Yeah. It really was that. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. what's Like, man, what's up? hmm And, um. You know, I had people, you know, friends who just kind of came through and checked on me. You know, it was one of them, no shave and no shower for days on end, kind of like trying to figure life out at that point. Mm -hmm. What in the world? And um, the consultant firm didn't answer my calls anymore. Now, I had called all my clients and told them what happened, Mm -hmm. told them I needed a month or so and I'll be back. And when I reached back out and told them I was ready to come off the bench. Okay, we'll we'll call you back when we got something for you. Like, wow. really? Mm-hmm. That was strike one. Mm-hmm. So then my sister was also sick at the time, so I'm trying to deal with that. Still got daddy responsibilities. Still got this interesting relationship with my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Got um, eviction notices because now how I'm going to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all of that. And in the middle of all that, man. Out of the blue Like I call them I didn't email them Brand new client said Hey We heard you do p training We got 14 people Would you do it for 20,000? <laughs> it was always a nut It was always this Okay I'm gonna give you a little more To keep going mm-hmm. So My son died <sighs> June 2015 My mom stayed until July 3rd I probably went off the grid to about August Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and then about mid-August. That's when that email came. Wow. I was on my last. Like, I didn't know how I was going to pay. And Mm -hmm. boom, that came. Mm -hmm. And not only did they say, would you be willing to do it? We'll pay up front. Wow. So that's when I was like, okay, like you got this PMP. You need to make this your thing. Mm -hmm. And so I took it and ran with it from there. Wow. so that's that's really kind of so how
0: I have, like, so many questions. Yeah. Yeah. that's, that's yeah, yeah. So I want to go back to before your son passed when you were just constantly, like you said, that you bought a car free and clear during yeah, that time. Like yeah. you were making all these things happen despite what was going on there. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: How? Like, what was that day to day? Like, what sacrifices did you uh, have to make?
2: Day to day was just crazy. So, um. So I've always been a hard worker. Like I said, I always took that multiple jobs kind of thing from my mom. Right. Right. So like I was probably working 16, 17 hour days, sleeping three or four hours, trying to figure out how can I get business? How can I make some money? How can I boom, boom, boom? Mm -hmm. Um, The day to day would be up at three, four o'clock in the morning, um, pray, meditate, start at five, grinding, work until noon figure out how I'm going to eat something Mm -hmm. one o'clock, go back work until six, seven Mm -hmm.
1: o'clock.
2: Again, my faith always led me definitely stayed, prayed up, stayed in church, stayed with an accountability partner, Mm -hmm. um, Bible study. Uh, I led a Bible study series during that time. (laughs) Um, Like literally it just was, I I had no idea how I was going to come. Right. Um, But I just knew I would do everything I knew how to do. Mm -hmm. Um, In the midst of that is when I kind of met E.T., Okay. Um, I was consulting on a contract out in San Francisco, and they were out there on the same week I was out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I probably had four hundred dollars to my name, and the conference was like three hundred, three fifty, mm-hmm. and I sacrificed it. Mm-hmm. And I paid it, and I was like, I don't know,
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
2: <how> <laughs> whatever bill don't get paid, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I sacrificed it, mm-hmm. and I think that was the second conference. I saw them the first time here in D.C. And I saw him, and literally, like, you know, CJ said something to me then, and I still remember to this day. He's like, yo, dude, I see you at these conferences, like, you got a presence. And it took me back to when I was an undergrad, and I took my first and only public speaking class. Mm -hmm. And my professor said the same thing. Chris, you got stage presence. I need to teach you how to use it. Mm -hmm. And I never saw myself as a motivational speaker or speaker at all. right. But I knew I had some information Mm -hmm. and I knew I had a way of delivering it that people just responded to. Right. So I really just took that. That was the, that was the sacrifice. It was. During the days I was on a contract or an employee, I would always get up four or five. I would work my stuff before I worked their stuff and then work my stuff after I worked their stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I would do training on the weekends and professional development sessions on the weekends for companies. Put myself out there, create my little one sheet, send it to them, Mm -hmm. follow up with the email. Like I would do all that stuff because I always knew like this would come. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how. I didn't see this space anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just knew I was like, I'm supposed to work like a consultant. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I really like. So, you know, that was the day-to-day, man. It didn't make sense for a lot of people. I'm sure a lot right. of people were like, what in the world does Chris do?
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Um, But those were... I, I know... When I hear, especially like rich people say, oh, man, you going to miss the grind days when you ain't had no money. In it. Like, I know what they mean, like, uh-huh. because I do. I ain't rich yet, mm-hmm. but I do miss those extended stay days. Yeah. You, you almost know. feel like you
0: got to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: So a lot of people, was that discipline something that came natural to you? Because a lot of people, that's where they get caught up. It's yeah. like, I'm so tired. Yeah. Let me the just go excuses. get a job. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All of these experiences excuses come up. They don't have the discipline to be like, I'm going to get up early. I'm going right. to work on my right. stuff. Is that right. something that you already had or you had to develop?
2: Um, had to develop it. First, I saw my grandparents with it. Right. So imagine my grandma, 11 kids like you can't work. With yeah. 11 kids. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right. you, you, no job. Don't right. Deal with that. That is, your uh, job. you know, <laughs> so my grandma, she drove buses for schools for a little bit and then she cooked in the schools for a little bit. But it, eventually she just came home. Mm-hmm. My grandfather is the G though. Mm-hmm. Was the G. Both of them have passed on since then. But so my grandfather was a carpenter.
0: Okay. That's an old who, school job for
2: real. Who supported <laughs> 11 kids and a wife. Wow. Like, so the only other carpenter I know that did it that big was Jesus. So, but now like this dude, I, when I think about him to this day, you know, my grandfather might be five one, mm-hmm. light skin. <laughs> Would go to, and at the time it was wealthy white people's homes. Yeah, lay hardwood tile cement mm-hmm. for cash, like <laughs> no no checks. Like, else, yeah, but I think it was because he didn't have a good concept of money yeah truthfully. Mm-hmm. so, and he would take this wild of cash to my grandma <laughs> mm-hmm. and then she would manage the finances. And so I look at it like, man, like that's where I first saw entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. He, he work on his little work van until it would work till he could go do another job. and he literally contracted himself out all around Thomaston. So that's where I saw it first. yeah. And then my mom again, she worked the full time, but she also had her side gigs going. And then, you know, I look at it like how in the world where I asked myself, like, where do you where do you get this from? Like what? No sane person. (laughs) Right. Like you you walked away in a good on good terms from a GS 14 step three.
0: Mm -hmm. For the people that don't know what that
2: means. For the people who don't know what that means, 115 grand a year Mm -hmm. in at 31 years old in 2010. Okay.
0: <laughs> Everybody else would have been living the life right about now. Okay. And the funny thing was, I was like, I had the car, I had it. The they car, went like, all of that, right? Where.
2: Most people, but I yeah. kept feeling this pull. Like, no, it's mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just thankful. That I was obedient enough to listen because right. my normal self wouldn't have did it. Right. But yeah, that's what the day to day, that's what the ground looked like.
0: So let's talk about your faith for a second, because yeah. even as, as I listen to your story, all I keep thinking is like God has hand all over Man, this whole situation, I can't take like no credit. <laughs> the whole thing. No. But how did you develop that relationship with God to be able to be obedient and trust? Because yeah. a lot of people, that's where they struggle. Yep. Is they don't they don't have that trust yeah. that God is going to provide for them that they're going <laughs> be able to get these contracts in the midst of these things that they're going to be able to pay up front. Like this is stuff that people don't have the faith to think can happen. How did you build that?
2: So God is such a gentleman. (laughs) I like that. He's not going to force you to do anything. Uh He's just going to let you back yourself in the corner and then be like, yeah, I'm still here.
1: Mm -hmm. Like
2: whenever you want to use that calling card, I'm still here. Right. (laughs) Uh And and I remember um, in the Bible study session I led, my aha was you sent a helper that I ain't never used that sitting right beside me. Mm-hmm. Like you never had to be broke, but you never talked to your boy who I sent right beside you. Mm-hmm. So that's really where it came. It came from Chris. I don't know how you going to go to Georgia and bury your son. Cause you ain't got the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're gonna drive to Dover Delaware and identify the body off the plane. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you gonna get up in front of people and train after all that happened. I don't know how you gonna like it just was like, okay, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but show me. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally mm-hmm. I can't sit up here and say like I had it figured out because I didn't. Right. It was several days of like, and I mean, oh man, I wish I could show you like. On a movie, how many days I worked in the back of Panera until they would kick me out mm-hmm. or close and be like, "Sir, you gotta go." Like, I'm sorry, but we gotta go home. Yeah. Um. Oh man, how many? Man, I've probably been to every library around here <laughs> on free Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm talking about just try, just figuring it out. Yeah. I don't know if there was a strategy. I just know that mm-hmm. it was like. I told a good friend of mine This was Man this was probably Five six years ago And it's so funny today To think about it I, I told I said, I feel like I'm going to run into Eric Thomas in the airport or something. Like, I just feel <laughs> like as much as he, I was consulting in airports, as much as he travel, as much as I'm in airports, I feel like I'm going to see him walking down the hall and I'm going mm-hmm. to do like everybody else doing and say, man, you changed my life. I'm going yeah. to do one of these, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And it's so funny to think today, like I speak with them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy to think about me saying that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, through all of that, I think I'm grateful most Through all of that, because it made me figure out who I was. Right. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the King in You song. Like, I figured it out. Mm -hmm. And it's so unfortunate that it took all that. Man, we hard-headed sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But sometimes we learn by losing. Yeah. And when you lose big, you learn big. Mm -hmm. You know, you learn. Okay, no more settling. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: No more playing with this. Like, no more living small, like, All out. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of what it was.
0: And I think you said that you didn't know what the strategy is. But when you talked about the day-to-day, you talked about how you pray when you wake up no question. You pray and spend time Like that is the strategy <laughs>
2: <laughs> That is the strategy, <laughs> that's the strategy For real right As simple as it may seem yep. That's the strategy right That's the
0: strategy And that's kind of where This whole God is my CEO thing Comes from this message That I've been assigned to push Is just that When you literally Just spend time with God And let him Man. order your steps Like he ordered your steps Right into the airport To Man. to run across somebody you know to help saying? change your life You know he walks Crazy. you Right into the situations That you need yeah. to be in to but and even you know the bible says that when we're weak god is made strong so that i think your life is just a testament to those things and for the people that's listening that's the strategy like spend time with god pray and just make it happen
2: it's it is Uh, okay as twisted as this sounds (laughs) like through those 2012 through 2017 years, Those mm-hmm. five that five-year period where it was, like, valley period, right? Yeah. Man, I had some of the best, like, client experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, a client paid me to fly to Alaska to facilitate a conference. Like, I Alaska. went to Anchorage and spoke at a conference. Wow. conference. Wow. All on them. Wow. Like, 100%. Now, here's the funny thing. I can say this now. I took leave from the job. <laughs> yeah. Because I was... <laughs>
1: Sick, <laughs> right? <laughs> to
2: fly to Anchorage, Alaska, uh-huh. to facilitate a conference for four days, mind you. Mm-hmm. Just I'm talking about amazing experiences, and I look back like, man, how in the world?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: First time I spoke at an ETA conference, I told you, man. $200, $187 to be exact to my name.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: I had Marriott points and I had SkyMiles. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. we gonna, I'll figure out the food. I ain't worried about that. But uh-huh. like, and, and it was, it was always like, okay, well, whatever you got, like just go with it. Mm-hmm. And a way will be made. And That's all I knew.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So yeah. let's transition back to the business part. Yep. So when you made that decision, like, okay, I'm going to switch sides of this table. Yep. Yep. What were the steps that you took and then... <laughs> I guess once you were, because you were doing it while you were still at the job. So, what were the steps that you took, and when did you realize, okay, now it's time to transition from side hustling to making this my full time thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I was doing it at the job, very, very little though. Because, again, you work 40 hours, you ain't got a lot of time Mm -hmm. to do anything. So, I think the very first step was I did it backwards. I just created a little one sheet and started. Sending it. That was (laughs) what I did. I did it wrong. Mm -hmm. Now I know better. Create the brand first while you got a paycheck and then transition. Right. Um, But the first thing I did was marketing myself. Um, I was blessed to learn about corporate training centers at community colleges.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Most people don't know about those. They are looking for people of my caliber. Mm -hmm. So I found one that was like, yeah, we'll bet on you. Like you got some credentials that we like. Our guy's about to retire. We'll pay you $200 a day. Okay. So on your very first contract, I don't care how much it is. You got a contract. Yeah,
0: Right, right, right. So that
2: literally, that's what I did, um, was the first thing. And then I just worked it. Like I would do every single professional development course they had from a two hour to a four hour to a full day intro to customer service, intro to strategic planning, intro to project management, um, uh, working with teams, uh new supervisors, core, anything they had,
1: mm-hmm. I don't
2: care if I had experience in it or not, I would just go read about it, <laughs> yeah, the read go before Google it and, and
1: stuff. <laughs>
2: because I knew I could facilitate. Right. So um probably did that for about two years as an adjunct instructor at a college. Mm-hmm. Um had success with them, they referred me to another one, And the Community College. Mm-hmm. Their corporate training group still one of my clients to this day. They had bigger, better clients, and they paid more. So for the first two years of my business, I juggled between them in between trying to find clients. Mm -hmm. So one day I may be in Waldorf or or Hughesville or something, Mechanicsville. I might be up in Annapolis or Baltimore the next day. That just was my – that's how it worked. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had a client who was in one of the courses that I taught who worked for Charles County Government. (laughs) <laughs> and she asked that question and all consultants want to know Do you do any work outside of them? Mm-hmm. Actually, I do, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so that is mm-hmm. kind of how it started to multiply. So it was the referrals it that was, really got you. It's still word of mouth. Yeah. It is still, I always say, so when we talk about business, I still don't do a whole lot of marketing. Mm-hmm. But when people see me do the animals, like I can almost, I can, I can mm-hmm. put money on it that somebody gonna be like, "Hey, we got a team over here, can you?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's still word of mouth. People got to see it, and when they see me facilitate, it's almost guaranteed that somebody's gonna reach out.
0: And the animal assessment then became your unique selling proposition, then in a sense, because nobody was really doing that.
2: I, so my mainstays. And when I say mainstays, the things that, number one, I enjoyed, number two, paid the most mm-hmm. were project management certification
1: mm-hmm.
2: and facilitating the four animals course. Got it. So the four animals was birthed because I said I got certified in DISC way back,
0: mm-hmm. but it was
2: kind of boring.
0: What so is that I, for the people that don't know? Yeah,
2: so DISC, so D-I-S-C, D-I-S-C, um, DISC is a super invasive self-assessment, right? So it's just like one of these personality assessments and you can get some that are free or cheap that won't give you what you really need to know. Right. But I found one and I had looked at all of them. I had facilitated almost all of them. Um, I found one that gave you not only your natural self, but who you are when you adapt, mm-hmm. and then not only that, but it gives you gives you your natural strengths, your communication styles, and all this other stuff. I'm like all in one, mm-hmm. like that's solid. Yeah. So I was like, let me try it out on some people first, and I saw the response, and I was like, okay, I got some. Mm-hmm. So then I was under that contract, and they said, hey, why don't you do the animals thing in Miami? Well, it wasn't it was this then mm-hmm. you do, we want you to do this. You're someone certified. So I went to Miami, did it. It was just OK, but it was just OK because it was a language barrier. Right. right? right. So 90, 80 percent Cuban, Latino, mm-hmm. disc, decisive, interactive, um, stability, And conscientiousness Those don't necessarily Translate in the Spanish well Mm -hmm. So I had to come up with Something that they would Translate to And everybody knows animals Mm -hmm. So I came up with a gorilla And I say I Me and another consultant uh, Gorilla for the D Flamingo for the I Chameleon for the S Turtle for the C So First time I went to Miami It fell on Flat Second time I went and did it With the animals They were like yo (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just did it last month. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, no.
1: The, the animals don't like it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Tell you to my kid, you not. I did it in Miami probably seven months straight. Wow. Miami called Newark.
0: That's not a bad place to do it At either.
2: all. <laughs> Especially in January uh-huh. it's cold as I don't know what here. Miami called Newark. Mm-hmm. Newark called LaGuardia. LaGuardia called Chicago. Chicago called San Francisco. Again, word of mouth. Yeah. So I traveled yeah. all over the country. And when you it. got
0: something that's that's unique, that unique selling proposition again, and then it's excellent, like, it just travels like that. And I think that's a, a message for everybody that's listening as you're building businesses. Make sure that you have that unique prop selling proposition, but also make sure you do a really good job when you're there. Yeah.
2: I didn't realize it then, like, that was all practice, mm-hmm. right? So now Get when I do it, it, getting the reps <laughs> in. <'cause laughs> so now I do it with my eyes closed, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, I did it for five or six years before y'all even saw it. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's it. So now I've I've turned it into a certification program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm training some people on how to do it the right way. That's awesome. Uh, and yeah, it's just growing now. Yep. So tell us about the animals. Yep. So the animals. So the animals is a course that I've really developed out. It's it's a three part process. So first is the assessment. So you go online for animalsassessment.com. You take this assessment right
1: mm-hmm.
2: in ten minutes or less. You'll get an email with your results. It's a twenty-two page document that really feels like I've been looking in your life for your whole life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's super invasive. Mm-hmm. It's gonna validate some things, but it's also gonna tell you that stuff you've been hiding, right? right? Mm-hmm. And now the it's it's a secure document. Nobody sees it but you and me. Mm-hmm. And now I've automated it to the point where the the part two B is you get this on demand consultation. Where I walk you through how to dissect the assessment, Mm -hmm. tell you which animal you are, tell you how to use it, what pages to go to, blah, blah, Mm blah. The third part of it is the follow up. It's the deep dive. Mm -hmm. And that's where the money is. Mm -hmm. Not for me. That's where you can now go take it and then change your life with it. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I didn't always do it like that it was probably a year and a half where every time somebody took it, I would have a 30-minute conversation oh, with Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you get to 900 people to take yeah. the <laughs> it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. I love y'all, but I ain't got time to sit on right. the phone all day. Right. And so now it's automated, and now it, it just, it's this system where I'm literally seeing testimonials from people like, yo, you saved my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, my husband gonna take it before we get married. Mm-hmm. Um, ET, he's having people, before he does marriage counseling, with them go take it have a consultation with me and then pass them off to him mm-hmm. um uh, uh the nfl the nba are clients um i mean you know i was with Golden state warriors uh about three weeks three four weeks ago um again like it's just amazing how it has taken off mm-hmm. and i would I, i'd be lying if i say i saw that because i didn't see that i always right. thought it was gonna be something else mm-hmm. But God keeps growing. Mm-hmm. He just keeps growing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I called a day from a guy in Minnesota, like, yo, I need to, I need to go through certification. Like, what is it going You know, so mm-hmm. it's just like, all right, I just learned to stop fighting it. Right. It was just like, okay, again, wake up, show me where you want me to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who
2: I need to talk to today.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think what's so special about it, too, is, especially because we're in a society where it's like a group think. Yeah. God forbid you disagree <laughs> with somebody, like, you're <laughs> right, canceled, right? right like, right, no matter what. Right. If you don't think the same way as the majority, it's over. But... Being in that type of society Having this type of assessment That really allows you To get to know yourself Because yeah. a lot of people Don't know themselves yeah. We spend all this time online We are just conforming To what we think Is the right thing We're yeah. just doing What we think We should be doing Even wow. in entrepreneurship We're becoming an entrepreneur Because yeah. it looks cool looks But cool. God ain't really Call us to do that So we need to go back to work <laughs> but, yeah. but because of that We don't know ourselves So what I really loved About this was I already knew myself I'm just really big on just personal development in general, yeah. but it allowed me to get to know myself even more. But the key component that I loved about it was the communication part. So now I can articulate (laughs) myself better to you. Page
2: 19. yeah.
0: And I can teach you how to, how to communicate with me. That's why I was telling my fiance. Like we need to, yo, you need to take this because I already took it. You need to take this before we get married. So we know, like if I'm not understanding you, I'm like, let me go back to page 19 and be like, how can I communicate? Yeah
2: just tell me my feelings ain't involved just yep. what is it what mm-hmm. do you expect when do you need it and I'm mm-hmm. good right?
0: and in me as a as a gorilla I'm very direct yeah and that can hurt especially as a woman you can really mess up a man's ego like that and he's more of a flamingo and he's nice and all and I don't really be having time for that so I'm like
1: <laughs> I love it I <laughs> when love it love comes
0: it. down to like talking <laughs> I'm like alright let me go to page 19 because I need to figure out how can I tell you you're getting on my nerves without saying you getting on my nerves and for him how can I just get to the point so she doesn't stop listening to me in the first 10 seconds Yeah. yeah, so it's just such a powerful tool and I just personally love that communication Mm, piece so tell people though like the different animals
2: yep so so remember I said disc right d for dominant or decisive or direct you can use any of those words right so I associate a gorilla with the d because you Mm -hmm. think about that animal gorilla Mm -hmm. they're big and they're bossy and they're protective and they're dominant. Mm-hmm. I always joke and say the gorilla and the lion, they're fighting for who's the king of the jungle. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Cause
2: both of them got this swag, like, nope, this my property, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the gorilla, the flamingo, that's the eye, engaging, interactive social, empowering, right? That's, those are the people who are always, um, or let me say animals. Those are the animals (laughs) who are, you know, they're encouraging and they're like, come on, sis, let's try it again. But the keyword is let's and Mm -hmm. we, and Mm -hmm. us, they're social, right? Mm -hmm. They have to have people. Mm -hmm. They have to be around people. Um, the S, Um, Stable, steady, consistent. That's the chameleon. Mm -hmm. Now, people think chameleon as they're changing. Yes, they change. However, they adapt to their environment. Mm -hmm. So they're super supportive. They always want to be behind the scenes. You think of a chameleon. They always hide behind a rock Mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't like sudden change, but they are the most loyal animals you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. I call them sufferers in silence because... They'll come in at six. They'll complain all day about it. They'll stay until seven <laughs> and then they'll come do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But they're loyal to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. They are not out front people, though. And that's where people get frustrated with that chameleon because they're not out. They don't want the spotlight. They just mm-hmm. want to support behind the scenes. And then lastly, to see conscientious, perfectionist, careful, cautious. That's the turtle. Right. Mm-hmm. So they do move slow. But they are very accurate. Mm -hmm. You won't find another animal as accurate as a turtle. Mm -hmm. Usually they're numbers people like scientists or engineers or something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. So um, but those are the people who you don't want to argue it because they're always right. I promise you they're right. <laughs> the gorilla thinks they're right. Mm-hmm. The turtle really is accurate because that's their number one value is accuracy. Right. And that's why they're so slow because they take their time to get it right the first time. Mm-hmm. So I developed those four animals and it's been amazing to watch it grow, but not only to watch it grow as a brand, but to watch people emulate like yeah. I can look within 30 seconds and tell what somebody is just mm-hmm. by what they say, sometimes how they're dressed. Mm-hmm. Flamingos are always wearing something bright. It never, fa- it never fails. I don't care where I go. They if they don't ha- if they got on all gray, they got a pop of some kind of color. Right. right? Um, because they like that attention. Like the flamingo. You're gonna look at it. I don't care where you mm-hmm. are. If you see a live flamingo, two things are gonna happen. Number one, you'll never see one by itself. Because mm-hmm. they're social. Mm-hmm. And number two, they're bright You're going to look at it Right And they command that attention That's just how they are So um, But yeah To see people emulate it I think the big thing is When people try to deny it Right So they'll take the assessment I don't think that's Right <laughs> I'm like, okay, take it again. I ain't tripping here. Here's another link. Take it again. And it comes out exactly the same. And, they, and because what I find is, and one of the reasons I love it is you can't beat this assessment. Yeah, you can try, try to answer, answer it all kind of uh-huh. ways you want to. Uh-huh. And it's still you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really love it because I've taken others, a like Myers-Briggs or uh, the color or umbrella pair. I've taken all these things and I know how to answer most of them to get what I want on the back end. Mm-hmm. This is one That it's built on logic It's not necessarily Your answers It's your preferences Mm. Right Mm -hmm. And one thing I realized Is you can't beat Your preferences I don't care how hard You try You'll go over here But you'll eventually Come back to it Right Mm -hmm. And that's what it is So um, Yeah It's been amazing To watch it
0: Another thing that I loved Is how you differentiate Who you naturally are And then who you adapt to And I think that's Really powerful For people Even like in the business As you build a team Like so if an emergency Happens Such and such Need to be here because of that, because the boss is going to uh, revert to doing this True. because they're under pressure. True. But what, I, what was funny for me is when I took it, I was equally as a gorilla in both. So I was like, well, at least I'm consistent. At, like, least consistent right? <laughs> at
2: least so you're consistent. So your natural was gorilla and you're adapted, yeah. right? So, yeah. So the good thing is with Tatum, it's real easy how to deal with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. No fluff. No. <laughs> direct. hmm. And you don't wanna laugh a whole lot about it. It's just like, okay, tell me what you need, give me, all right, mm-hmm, then I'm good, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I think if more people knew that, especially mm-hmm. about their mates, yeah. Like, you know how much clutter you can cut out? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's so far, and again, I'm not immune to it. So when I was married, I never had my wife take it. Mm. Probably shoulda. Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of tell who she is though. Yeah. But with what it's doing with couples. I think I'm really excited mm-hmm. because now, even before rings are exchanged, like I know you now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it took 10 years to figure out who my wife really is. In mm-hmm. a matter of a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I can help you know your mate. It ain't going to happen in one conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. But... The more I can show you how to spot these things before they happen, Mm -hmm. or okay, this is what he said, but this is what he meant, Mm -hmm. or she pissed off, so go to page 19 before (laughs) you say anything. Like, the more I can help people go back to it, it's Mm -hmm. a living document. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not meant for you to take it in Atlanta and then rah rah and then forget about Mm -hmm. it. It's when y'all ain't speaking, Mm -hmm. I want you to pull your assessment out (laughs) and I want you to go to page 13 that says areas for you to improve forget about him yeah go to, go go look yeah. at what it says in this tough moment what you need to do mm-hmm.
0: and, and watch it change good. that is really right? good yep. that's why I had to put it down I was like <laughs> I can't I can't
1: because this is yeah. selling me
0: too much right now and I got stuff yeah. to do so Try I'm, to live gonna and just, document. I'm just going to like uh, put this in a folder on my computer so I can just go back to yeah. it later yeah. but it was I really enjoyed it yeah, it was good. it was really really good. good and even when it came to as I was thinking in, for the future for business, like, do I want to start, do I want to build, like, a team? How big of a team? And what Man. I realized was, like, I don't really think I want, like, a really big team. Just give me, like, a solid one or two people that can take care of the things I don't want to do. That's
2: guerrilla talk.
0: I don't that's really that's think. guerrilla <laughs> talk. I love it. It's like, I, this is a lot. Like, if I got to manage all these animals, like, I, right? like I, I don't have the patience for that. That's so it. I'm either going to have to just be hands off or what.
2: So t- here's the thing. <laughs> Listen to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience for that. I don't want a lot of people. This is gorilla. Listen to Uh it. Gorilla's (laughs) the solo animal, right? Yeah. But once you realize that about you, it's not wrong with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just realize that you operate lean, Mm -hmm. know what you want. You know you can do it how you want to do it. I Mm -hmm. probably just need an assistant to take care of all the details that I don't really want to take care of at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So what's funny about what you said, that's literally my team. It's me. I got an assistant who (laughs) does this. I got another one who does that. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much it. Yeah, because the
0: thought of, like, I got to keep y'all motivated and stuff. Oh, who wants to do that? The flamingos. Yeah, exactly. The but it, I was so glad that I took it because I'm like, yes, now yeah. I know. Because if when you listen to people talk about business and stuff, they always talk about the team, the team. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, the biggest reasons I wanted to go to the conference to learn about that. Yeah, but then after taking the, the assessment, I'm like... That's not for me. Like gotcha. having the whole staff of 20 people or whatever, that's not for me. But yeah. now I know that and I'm okay with that. Cause like I said, you kind of freed me with the, good. you are who you are. Good. So I'm like, now that I'm okay with yeah. that. Cool. Let's get to work there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know?
2: yeah. What are the things you good at that you can do and mm-hmm. all the stuff you are not mm-hmm. just outsource it. Exactly. Right? And it don't, exactly. like you say, it don't have to be in a capacity where I got 20 people I need some social media and some engagement and I need people to get people together for an event, I need a Flamingo. Like, that's just... Mm -hmm. So, I'll contract Mm -hmm. a Flamingo out. Yeah. Or chameleon or turtle, whatever it needs, mm-hmm. but that's, it's beautiful you said that because now you think like that. Right. And that's right. always what I wanted people to do like a half step before you make that decision that's well thought out that works for you.
0: Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. So I have some business questions before yes. we leave. Absolutely. So you talked about in the beginning just pricing. Yeah. And then um, what I kind of got is you talked about like your upbringing is like the poverty mindset. And yeah. I think that's something that's very prevalent in yeah. like the black community. Absolutely. Is the Like, I have a grandmother. She has no clue what I do, which is fine. But she knows that she wants a crab cake and wants to go to lunch. She could call me. I feel like that's all you need to do. There you go. That's it. But she has that mindset of, like, when I'm like, I want to start a business. I don't want to work a nine to five. Like, well, why would you do that? She's been a teacher for, like, 50 years. And she's still a teacher in her old age.
1: That's crazy. And
0: so it's like they don't really understand this, like, Entrepreneurial spirit, and a mm-hmm. lot of people really do have that poverty mindset, or you settle for. Like I watched a movie recently, uh, Acrimony, and yeah. so Was we had. Good? This I t- haven't seen it yet. I mean, it was dramatic, but I like terrible movies. No, it wasn't predictable. It was actually different than most Tyler Perry movies, but I'm like the one star black movie on Netflix person. So I'm a horrible (laughs) movie suggester. I love it. Because if it's terrible, I'm probably entertained. So I watch it. Right. But um, so in the movie, the guy, her husband was... uh, aspiring entrepreneur he came up with like this gadget and for i think it was like 20 years this thing was not working okay and she was taking care of all the bills they had to mortgage out a house that was free and clear Mm. like everything she was doing for his business so after they got divorced he ended up hitting it big and got like a check for like it was a lot but (laughs) the company first offered him like 70 million dollars or something And so he did not take it mm. Because he was like I know how much This is going to make you So I'm not going to take that And so that's when He ended up giving him The, the check later For like way 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 Bigger right, than right, that right. Wow. And so it became A debate with like I think it was me and my mom We were talking like wow. well, Would you have taken that And I was like no, no, I, don't, I don't think I would. You if I was so? as passionate as he was about yeah. it, then yeah. I wouldn't have. Yep. But from the outside looking in, it's easy to be like, oh, you should have took, taken that money. Yeah. And that's the same mindset a lot of entrepreneurs have is that, oh, I should just take this money. Somebody's yeah. offering me a chance. I should just take this. Or so we struggle with pricing ourselves to where we need to price ourselves because we don't have that confidence. So we're still struggling with that poverty mindset. So how did you kind of get over that and get mm. to the point where you can price yourself where what you uh, at a place that you deserve?
2: That is a really good question. And to be truthful, I still struggle with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think it it is. It's the work of changing your belief about yourself, which mm-hmm. goes back to who you are. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I think one I, I can give you just a couple of steps that I've taken. Number one, aligning myself with some of the top people in my field. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So when I look at, let's just take one circle, the ETA squad, mm-hmm. right? They probably all make more than I make.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: However, I'm in that circle, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I can talk numbers with a Josh or a CJ, or I can now say, okay, am I too cheap? Is this too, like, talk mm-hmm. to me about that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the hugest part. Like, if you want to instantly... Turn your fees around, get around people who charge you more than you. Right. And figure out your value in that and how to bring yours up. Got the it. other part is it's just the hard work on yourself. You got to do the work to believe that what you've been given is valuable. Yeah. Um, value based fees by Alan Weiss is one of the books that just it just is it's a consulting based fees, value based fees. Okay. It takes you off that time for money exchange that most entrepreneurs do. That mm-hmm. It's going to limit you. You can only go so far when you do that. Mm-hmm. But when I was just with a company up in Beltsville um, and I won't say the name, but the the president of the company literally told me two weeks ago, based on what you did with us, we're taking our revenue goal this year from sixty million to seventy five million. Wow, that's fifteen million dollars, right? You charge two thousand, and you charge people, it, yeah. You know, and some people want it, <laughs> I'll do it for fifteen. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. So mm-hmm. value based fees helps you realize, okay, if I help, even if you don't. Hit 75 million. You believe you can hit 75 million based on what we did.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: OK, so if I tell you it's 25,000, that shouldn't be a problem. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just repeating that over and over with every client you work with. They don't have to see the value. You need to see the value. Mm-hmm. Right. So even with speaking engagements, like I state the price.
1: And Mm -hmm. I shut up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Another book, man, it's again, Million Dollar Consulting. I remember reading a passage in there where he talks about one of his first like five figure consulting deals was on the table. And like most of y'all listening, (laughs) y'all going to say 20,000. But I'll do it for 17.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And when a client knows you'll retreat. They're gonna say, well, all we have is 12. Can you do it for that? Right. And you looking at your bank account like it's 354,017 there. <laughs> Twelve is gonna look real good on top of that. Mm. And you gonna take it. Mm-hmm. But like you said in acrimony, he knew they were gonna give him a few 1000000000 Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just sit tight, right? And and it it really is. It's is homework of always saying, okay, what is this gonna be valued to them before I put a proposal together? Mm-hmm. Or you know how are your people going to benefit from what i do before i put a proposal together one of the big questions i always ask is you know what is this uh, worth to you
1: hey, right
2: so you know you come to a podcast how many listeners are going to hear this
1: mm-hmm.
2: and how many lives are going to be changed as a result of this conversation and not that i'll ever charge you but now you know yeah instead of 997 mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna push the envelope and say five thousand and see what you say. Right. Because I know you are gonna go make fifteen. On me. <laughs> right. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's always that for me. And, and consulting does that. It makes you mm-hmm. perform on value. It makes you provide value. It makes you do a lot for free. Mm-hmm. But in that doing a lot, you're practicing. You're building up your reps. You're getting in front of people. So then when you when a Boeing calls you and said, "Hey, we need you for two hours." we only have 2,000, you can say, okay, this is my rate. I'll wait for your call. Right. You so, already know what it's going to do for you, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah.
0: So, how do you get to that point then where you're like, okay, it's time for me to step out the, the free now. Yeah. I've gotten enough reps in yeah. and yeah. my bank account is looking worse. <laughs> right, right. So, when is it right. time for me to step into like charging that right number?
2: Yeah, yeah, good. So, um, the time is yesterday. <laughs> like, uh-huh. for real, because you'll get into this loop of, okay, I'ma inch it up and I'm gonna inch it up and when somebody I'ma see if they take this mm-hmm. and I'm just of the mind of just going so so you know what that is? That's steeped in fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. That, that let's just be honest. Yeah. That's what that's steeped in. So I'm of the mind I just told one of my proteges yesterday, okay, why don't we just go and get the five rejections? <laughs> why don't we just call twenty people and just go ahead and say five thousand mm-hmm. and get the first five no's. Right let can we just move past that, <laughs> right? Um, literally, I told you when I got the email that said we got fourteen people. Can you do it for twenty? I should have told them no, honestly, right? Because that's to a two thousand twenty five hundred dollar person training. I should have said, nope. my fee is 28 mm-hmm. However, at the time, my fee was $14.95 a person <laughs> times 14 Okay, yeah, I'll take 20 <laughs> Right, You know what I'm saying? And it, uh-huh. it worked for that season. Mm-hmm. Now I know better. I do better, mm-hmm. right? And what I learned in this consulting game is nobody likes to cheat, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy how it works. But the minute I went up on my boot camp fees, people started signing up online. Like right. th- not mm-hmm. even call Hey, can you do it for this? It was all right. Boom. No mm-hmm. conversation. It's like
0: oh, yeah, easy because they see more value I in things value. that are more
2: expensive. So the time is now
0: Right Yeah And I think that's The good point is It's all rooted in that Self-awareness Man. And getting to know yourself I was telling We're doing like a Blessed and bossed up Boot camp right now Love it And I was telling the ladies In the live Like broken people Build broken businesses So <laughs> a lot of us Are
2: in this I'm recycling position. that That's good <laughs> Just give me my that's credit good. That's you all our credit. <laughs> that's good That's good
0: And so I was like The reason why So many of us are Are reaching these ceilings Is because we haven't Worked on ourselves And I remember when I first left my job, I had got confirmation from God that it was time for me to leave my job. And so I was like, "Uh, "Okay." And so I left my job. But in those moments of Being with myself all day (laughs) I was like God what's going On and so what I got in those Moments was like you have to Build a relationship with me Before you can get to where it is you're trying to go Or you're going to mess it up or even Now just the way like I've Gotten prophecies about what my year is going To look like for Mm. me but then just praying Like well God how like how Is this going to happen but God is Like I have to prepare you first like there's Blind spots that you have That you have to see there's this book by Pastor. Tori Roberts Called Wholeness Yeah. So I was reading that book And I'm like I ain't even so realize that, yeah. that it was so many Blind spots Or things that I thought I got over That I haven't gotten over Or things that are just Affecting me Day to day I may be doing well But I'm not Perfected, like God so, is perfecting all things concerning me. So it was like wheel, man. I gotta really let Him mold me, and, and I thought I was doing good. But in order for me to do what He said, I have to get molded. But yeah, broken people build broken businesses, and that's, that's just that's just what it is. And that's why I love what you're doing, just really allowing people to look themselves in the mirror. And that's yeah. one of the hardest things to do. It
2: is. um, you know, Tatum, I always so you said first of all, you said. A, Bunch of stuff <laughs> Um I think You know What I went through mm-hmm. First of all I already know It ain't for me
0: Right Exactly
2: um, And I think The bigger mission Is really to help Fathers
1: mm-hmm.
2: Whether They've had sons In the military Or not Like The bigger thing Is a lot of fathers Are grieving And don't know How to, to grieve Like they They'll never say It hurts Or they'll never Admit Or go to counseling That's a taboo In the, the black community yeah. Um. And I didn't even talk about that, but that was like the turning point. Like so I was <clears throat> driving um to get something to eat about August, right after it all happened, and had my headphones in and answered my phone without looking. You know, that's a no-no. <laughs> yeah. But I did. I was mm-hmm. I. I wasn't there. hmm And it was the grief counselor. Wow. Right? Again, God, again, boom, planning people at the right time. And that jump started me going to grief counselor and, and I've really had to figure out like, okay, you've tried it your way for all these years mm-hmm. and you've only hit a certain level of success, which ain't near what I got for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like when you ready, <laughs> I mean, I already got the plan when you right. ready. Just when you ready, though, right? right. When well, you're tired of wasting time. When tired. I mean, you know, I, I'm such a gentleman. I, as long as you, you uh-huh, know. Uh-huh. But it, it, it's one of those things where you just get to that point where you're like, man, okay, your way. Show me. Yeah. And that really is always it. Like, just your way. Like, show me. Fix, show me. Order the steps. Figure it out. Boom, boom, boom. I walk down the path and Boom. It, it just it happens. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. So I have one more business question that I want to ask and then we can wrap it up. Um, what advice would you give someone who is newly starting a business or just pursuing any dream of any kind?
2: Um, I probably wouldn't have said this two years ago. But I could honestly say, like, work on your brand, mm-hmm. who you are who you serve, what do you do better than anybody else in the marketplace? Um, Who needs to hear your message or receive your service or your product? Um, Who can benefit most from it? What are other people making out here? What can you charge? How can you create space? Like, Mm -hmm. so people think that's the fluff work. Mm -hmm. That's really the work that Mm -hmm. you need to do before you launch anything. Yeah. And once you can get clarity there, like, I promise you, like the, the floodgates just mm-hmm. open up. Mm-hmm. I it just is crazy how if I would have thought about this, I, literally, what if I would have collected email addresses? I heard this on the podcast the other day. What if in 2012, from the first time I did that assessment, I would have collected all those emails? Like <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me sick to my stomach when I <laughs> yeah. think about it, right? Yeah. And so that's that's the Oh, man. And I don't care how much it costs you to figure this stuff out. If you got to yeah. take time to do it on your own or hire some, whatever the case is, like
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's the key advice. So mm-hmm. while you still got a job, like do that work first. Right. So then it's super clear when you do launch your product service, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, who you are talking to? You know what you can give them, you know how much it's going to cost. And you just wait for them to come to you at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, That's it. Really, like believe in yourself. Like Mm -hmm. we all got something so unique that if we just believe that we can deliver it at the highest level, you'll be amazed Mm -hmm. at who knocks at your door. And then uh, I think, um, you know, mental health is so important.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Entrepreneurs, man, man, had I I don't know if I would change anything about what I did. Let me just be honest with you. But looking back and doing better, oh man, mental health. If you're an entrepreneur, like you got to I ain't saying you need a counselor. I'm saying you need that person to talk stuff. Through you, might,
0: you might. Just need and to you put might. And you might need a counselor, right? Yeah. You
2: might. You might. You, you I, I remember going through that process, man, finding this place in North Carolina. I think it's Fayetteville called a smash shack.
0: Sound like a, a rib joint. Right.
2: <laughs> but what it is. It's this retired military dude Mm -hmm. who bought this old rundown house and he turned it into an event space, quote unquote. So Mm -hmm. he cleared all the furniture, all the rooms, padded some rooms where you can just go in there and get your aggression out by throwing plates and glasses and whatever you just want. to Right. I found him right after my son. I did. We did a podcast with him. Mm -hmm. But do you know what that does for people with PTSD Mm -hmm. or dads who's lost sons who ain't going to never talk to their wife about how they feel, but they can go in there for an hour and come out whole again. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's that kind of stuff. And these entrepreneurs, man, we got these visions of grandeur that we'll never reach unless we do the mental work. Never. So, those are that's my awesome. you know tips. And
0: I'm glad that you brought up the the building a brand before you launch oh, thing man. as well because I always say I just say launching is overrated but I say that because a lot of people <laughs> yeah. look at launching as like I'm about to just post a 10, 9, 8, 7 on my uh, Instagram <laughs> and then <laughs> when it comes to I one everybody it. gonna click on my website right. and buy my stuff and that's not what and happens. it's one
2: by you lucky right with that.
0: <laughs> and even with my own journey when I first started this podcast I started it last year mm-hmm. and it was called the Black Girl Boss Podcast and it was a way for me and my co-host at the time to just talk about our journey of entrepreneurship yeah. in yeah. the trenches of it yeah. like we ain't got nothing yet y'all but we gonna talk about right, how right, today right. is right. but my objective was no matter what I did I knew that I had to have an audience so yeah. it's like let me just build up this tribe now yeah. of my target audience of millennial black women who are entrepreneurial right. and let me do that now and it's crazy like after a year like and then when I started building my relationship with God and God saying like okay you gonna do the show by yourself You're going to Mm. change it to Blessing and Bossed Mm. Up. You want to talk about me in the show because entrepreneurs are missing the whole God factor. So you're going to start talking about me on the show and just doing that. My audience has evolved with me You know the audience has doubled And all of these things As a result of just building up that tribe Being transparent Being honest So if I put out a prayer journal I can sell hundreds of copies Without doing anything But talking for an hour a week Because I found I found my platform And I found a way To communicate with my And build my tribe Prior to asking them for their money You know there's a lot of people That's just asking people for their money But don't want to build a relationship with them Like your cousin Who just call you and want twenty dollars all the time? (laughs) But but they don't even call you and say happy birthday. (laughs) So just building that tribe, but also finding the vehicle, the right vehicle, right vehicle, um, to talk to them. Also, yeah, a lot of people are trying to um, market on Instagram. Yeah, but. I mean, Facebook is an ad agency now. Yeah, That's what it is. Yeah. It ain't on Instagram. So all we do is see well, what, what if your
2: tribe ain't on Instagram? Right,
0: right, exactly. So finding that vehicle that meets them. So for you, word of mouth is huge. Because Absolutely. all the program directors or whoever hire you, they know each other. Exactly. But for somebody like me, being able to talk on a podcast where now I'm inserting myself while they're on their way to work, exactly. ain't nobody else talking to them yeah, then, yeah, yeah. while they're at their job, ain't nobody else talking <laughs> right, to them then, right. while they're cleaning their house, they're not scrolling through the gram then. I love So finding that vehicle, too. But, yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off of that. Just that developing that brand early before asking people for their money. It's huge.
2: huge. I didn't know, you know. um, So I worked uh, one on one with CJ, who is Mm -hmm. um, Eric Thomas's right hand guy for about a year. And uh, I had made all kind of mistakes before working with him. Now, granted, so I had. I was at Six Figures before I met him. Right. So I thought I knew. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And I had run my business three, four years before I met him. So again, I've got contracts. I've done six figures outside of government after government. Mm -hmm. Um, I was traveling already before that. I was facilitating to groups, we talking. 90 100 people at a time sometimes already mm-hmm. big brands i had worked with prada starbucks gucci before that
0: yeah so i thought I, I was like, he was like i'm the man <laughs> man
2: and i think now like what if i had built a brand in 2008
1: mm-hmm. or
2: nine mm-hmm. or 10 before i left the six
1: Mm hmm.
2: It just you know what I'm saying? So it, it is. I know entrepreneurs are ready to go out and do it. But if you take the time and do that first mm-hmm. and get that tribe, like you said, first. So with your hundreds of followers, you can go say, hey, I'm going to do a live session with Chris at his office Off rip, you're gonna get 20 30 people that just pay and show up just Mm -hmm. because you've built that, Mm -hmm. and another couple hundred if we record it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing, that's why it's so important. We don't always see that up front, but it's huge, it's huge. So, Mm -hmm. congratulations! First of all, congratulations! That's huge, yeah! Thank you, thank you.
0: So, yeah, do you have any other tips, nuggets, or anything before we hop off? Um,
2: you know. Health and family first, you know, your relationship again, this is all mental, spiritual stuff, but your relationship with God mm-hmm. um, is, is paramount. Like you got to consult him first. Yeah. I'm talking about before checking anything, mm-hmm. literally open your eyes. I don't care if it's three minutes, like give him a conversation, like mm-hmm. give him some time. Um That mental health again, that's just, it's so huge. I don't care if it's, you got to go sit in a sauna for an hour somewhere Mm -hmm. every week. Um, You got to process that stuff out and then, you know, just surround yourself with, I'm not, I'm going to say like-minded people, but I'm going to say people who challenge you to Mm -hmm. do better. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's one thing I knew, like at a certain point I knew, I ain't going to say change my circle because I think everybody fits. Mm-hmm. in your life in different areas yeah. but when you're trying to advance or go to another level you gotta find the people that plan mm-hmm. at that level mm-hmm. and stay uncomfortable with them Right. And, to, when, and when you reach that level of comfort then you need another circle who's gonna keep you uncomfortable mm-hmm. so um, those are the tips man like it it's really not rocket science. I think we spend way <laughs> yeah, too much time yeah. overcomplicating it and trying to find a secret strategy within the strategy. When the strategy really is talk to God, put yourself around the people. Now, I haven't said this. It's centered around this, but I'm going to say it flat out. Let me tell you something. Uh, in 2017, I probably spent the last half of the year in the Old Testament. Wow. Six, seven months straight. mm mm-hmm. Every single story, every single chapter, every single book showed me what was happening in my life. Wow. Every single one of them. Again, at the conference, you've heard me talk about my last name is Daniel. So Mm -hmm. I read the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm supposed to be a consultant. My last name didn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. I read the book on a prayer call one day. A guy said, what up, Job? And I ain't say none. (laughs) What up, Job? I was like, who are you talking to? Like Chris, like, yeah, he's like, What up, Job? I'm like, What my name is Chris? He's (laughs) like, Nah, go read the book of Job. Mm -hmm. Dude loses his sons. I'm like, (laughs) Okay, I'm telling you, like, every single book in that, oh, it told me this is where you are, this is why you are where you are, this Mm -hmm. is what you need to do to get out of it. So, still the greatest book ever written.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, you know, honestly, I don't read it every day, right? However, I know. When I'm feeling that angst, like, OK, go read it because you ain't been reading it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it is that strategy, guide for me to say, OK, if I'm stuck somewhere, if I don't know what move to make. Again, God's such a gentleman. He's going to like, all right, you're going to come back to me. So <laughs> yeah, <right>. it's up <laughs> to you when you want to read it. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that truly, man, it truly has been the game changer for me. Awesome yeah, Well
0: yeah. thank you so much For being a part of the show yeah. I know I just slid in your DMs oh, Like no, hey
2: I love it I love it You look I'm a gorilla too So you know That's how right. you gonna get me Right there Like <laughs> right. look I need your time Boom 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 Yeah, yeah.
0: But thank you so much yeah. I know we went over time But I just really appreciate you Being oh, on yeah. the show I know yeah. that this is This is really gonna help A lot of people Who Good. are going through things Praise So God. I'm just excited Thank yeah. you so much Thank you for having me Alright guys We will be back With another episode next week
2: Robinhood is an investing platform that helps serious investors with their financial goals by giving them the tools to run their money on their terms. So you can make power moves in your power suit, even if that power suit might be fuzzy slippers or an oversized sweatshirt. But hey, that's what makes you you. Run your money with Robinhood. Learn more on Robinhood.com/slash.